Welcome to Empowered Thinking at Play. I'm Kim Nelson, writer, meditation teacher, confidence coach, and someone with a very curious mind. I'm here talking to guests and exploring what makes them feel empowered, how they've created a stronger mindset, and their interpretation of what empowerment really is. My guest is Marie Nelson who is a remarkable woman with a story that is nothing short of a miracle. In 2017, Marie fell 450 metres down a rocky mountain in Poland. How she survived this fall, nobody knows. She says she fractured bones that she can count on both hands, dislocated a number of joints, as well as suffering internal failures, several traumatic brain injuries and cerebral bleeding. She was in a coma for five weeks and then had to relearn how to walk, which took six months. Quite something for somebody who was previously a personal trainer. Despite all she's been through, she believes this accident has given her a new perspective on life because she sees difficulties as opportunities for growth, no longer has fears and seen her self-esteem increase because she no longer questions herself. She talks about how she has developed these skills and also talks about one thing she has yet to figure out. Why on earth her mobile phone survived the fall with just a small scratch? I actually want to talk about this mobile phone of yours. uh, (laughs) You know, know, I I have the need of of telling that story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You told me about that it survived yeah yeah I know it survived better than myself on top of that (laughs) and I I know I I I think I can't remember exactly I know I think it was in my right pocket uh nothing else survived my jacket didn't survive I have more fractures than my phone but yeah my phone doesn't even have a fracture. I think you are the next Samsung advert. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to survive, is it how how far was it you fell? Um, uh, about four hundred fifty meters. Four hundred fifty meters on the Rocky yeah. Mountain. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Mountain. Yeah. Uh, the it's, phone. It's, right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it has nothing on the screen. Uh, there is one little scratch on the side, but you wouldn't even you wouldn't even see it. If I... Amazing. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's... subconsciously, when you fell, you fell on your left side. Uh, is that yeah. possible? <laughs> <I do. laughs> save the phone. I, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I think yeah, yeah. Save the phone. Save my teeth. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, uh, it's that's crazy. <laughs> it certainly is. Your accident is something that you're always having to think about and people probably asking you about your accident. Do you get tired of having to repeat the story about your accident? Not at all. On the contrary, actually. Um, It is very healing uh, to share my story uh, as well as I think it's very important to tell people uh, how and why I function like I do. Um, to people who I spend time with so they understand me a little bit better Uh, otherwise I think I would be very 
easily excluded uh, and be more isolated than I am. Uh, and I also want to tell my story to spread hope and awareness, uh, especially amongst other people with uh, brain injuries. And I think that telling also gives the perspective and that in its turn cultivates more gratitude. Definitely. Nice answer. Thank you so much. Um, so I've been thinking about how we shed layers of ourselves mm -hmm. through difficult stages of our lives. And mm -hmm. I wonder, does it feel like you have shed a few layers of yourself? I have definitely shed quite a few layers of myself. Um, first and foremost, I have no interest, space or energy for a small talk. Uh, so I'm very selective who I choose to spend my time with. Um, and I think I share this with other brain injured uh, people um, that you like have no filters anymore. So everything enters into the core of your being. Um, it, yeah, everything goes deeper in, um, and there is just no energy for anything that doesn't feel important or necessary, if that makes sense. It does. In fact, I relate to that as getting older, I don't have time for small talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, True. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, you just want to get straight into interesting conversations. And none of it's... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, this is why I can't stand networking. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I, I, I do actually remember, it reminds me, when you talked about age there, uh, it reminds me of one of the few memories I have from intensive care. Uh, uh, one of my doctors walked past my door and he saw that I was kind of awake after I came out of coma and uh, he stopped by and asked me how I was and uh, I was like oh my god yeah I feel like I'm 200 years old and he just smiled and said that's a beautiful age um, wow like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, and that's that's how I felt many times after that <laughs> aww yeah so um anything else you've noticed the layers so, so the layer of um surface layer has come off and it's more deeper exactly yeah definitely um definitely it's like you're going like you said it yourself you you go straight into the <laughs> to the um uh, um, and there is just no time and space for unnecessary things. Um, um, so, yeah, I am being selective with the people I, I want to talk to or engage with. Yeah. And is that becoming a stronger feeling as you get older? Have you noticed? 
Well, for me, it happened very dramatically yeah. with my yeah. accidents. Uh, I guess I've always been a little bit like that, uh, but it definitely became so clear after my accident that I didn't have a choice anymore. Um, you do shed a lot of layers. Life becomes totally without filters uh, with brain injuries. Uh, and I think when you have been on the other side, um, you get a totally different perspective of life. And there's no interests from my side of uh, engaging in things that doesn't feel necessary. And does that cause problems with people who find it maybe rude? Yes, definitely. Good question. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people have experienced me as rude, raw, um, and it, it becomes a selection as well because there are, as I said before, I don't. I do get very selective with people uh, who I want to spend my time with. Um, so I guess it leaves you a little bit lonelier uh, as well. But for me, there's just no choice. I can't. I can't pretend. Um, yeah. I've never been good at that, and now I just don't have a choice anymore. This is this is who I am. Um, and I can't change that. I don't want to change it, do you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great skill. Um, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It means you you don't waste your time. No, you not at all. And and it's so that feeling is so strong. Like you don't want to. I can I can pretend for a minute or two and talk about the weather or whatever, but then <laughs> then I I just I just can't anymore. <laughs> so there is just like. It's just, I don't have a choice. <laughs> I can pretend for a couple of minutes, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. You just can't bother to waste your time. I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so what strengths have you got through um, from this time? Um, what strengths of yours have really come out? Curiosity and love, I would say, uh first yeah curiosity and love uh and also a strong spiritual belief that we grow through what we go through both in the perspective of personal development and on a soul level um and i think i also have a newfound level of self-love and respect for myself Nice. Um, but above all, curiosity and, and love. Um, love is a, is a superpower. And without curiosity, I wouldn't have been able to heal myself to the point where I, where I have. Like trying, trying out things, reading up on things. Um, and I think curiosity is something that we we should all cultivate a little bit more. Um, yeah, a, I agree. A, thank you. It's a very 
it's a very good skill to mm. have or to cultivate. For sure. And I wondered, because, you know, you live on your own and um, mm-hmm. you've probably had a lot of time for reflection, I wondered if this has made you more creative. Um, actually, I, I, I was before as well. But I think, like you said, now I have a lot of time. Uh, it feels like time is all I have. Uh, and I think I I can give creativity a new depth now. Um, I did actually publish a poetry collection when I was in my mid-twenties. Um, but I think the main difference now is that I have a higher self-esteem and that shines through. Um, and I'm no longer questioning my my worth. And I think that's the main difference in my creativity these days. Um, I think I was very shy before um, and questioned myself a lot, um, which is not the case anymore. That's great. Thank you. You don't question yourself anymore. No, I don't. And that's, no, no. that's since the accident or were you like that before? Uh, no, since the accident um, because I have, yeah, it's a total different perspective of life and of myself. Um, before I did question everything I did, I, I, I never thought I was good enough for anything. Uh and now it's so clear that I, I know I do my best every every single day, and um, and I'm very grateful and happy with that. And I know I can't do more than my best, so I never I never question myself anymore. That's great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Do you much. think you could teach somebody else <laughs> to do that? I, I I would love to, and that's like you know, and I think that's the thing. I'm. I'm as you know, I'm I'm spending way too much time by myself here, and I'm kind of itching to go back to work, uh, to guide people, to coach people. Um, so oh, yeah, I would love to. I would love to. Uh, yes, it's much needed in this world. It, it is, and I, I've been thinking a lot about setting up my online uh, live coaching trainings, um, and I'm I'm itching to do it. So, um, brings me on to empowerment. Mm-hmm. So you obviously empowered yourself um, in many ways. Um, could you give me some examples of what has empowered you? Meetings and conversations with people uh, without any doubt. That's my number one. Um, without any doubt. Uh connection with people and total presence that has given me the most uh, since I came out of coma and until this this day Um, and nature always uh, nature contains so much wisdom Um, as well as meditation uh, taking time to sit down with myself observing myself um, 
but I do believe we are not meant to be by ourselves all the time. So I come back to what I said first, the meetings and conversations with people is without any doubt my my number one that has empowered me. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And uh, I mean, on this podcast, everybody has their own definition of what empowerment is to them. Mm-hmm. So I wondered, what's your definition? I found it a tricky question. Um, finding that inner strength that I do believe we all have um, and realizing your mission and trusting that path. Um, so feeling that deep trust defines empowerment for me. Trusting mm. the process of life um and feeling yeah feeling that deep trust in yourself in yourself yeah yeah because i know in your ted talk you Mm -hmm. said that you trusted in your vision and your intuition more yeah and i thought that was really interesting um what has made you trust in your vision and intuition more um it's actually like that inner thought and feeling is so strong and so pure that it doesn't give me any alternative but to trust it um unless the feeling is so right i do not question it um it, it's yeah it's a very pure feeling uh, and it's so strong that it just doesn't give me any alternative mm. wow. I, I of course I, I think and I reflect upon it uh, but I don't object it um, and the, yeah the my intuition has been so strong that yeah, I have just trusted it totally. And how do you think it has become stronger? I I think by shedding those layers as we talked about before uh, maybe that is a Maybe it's a gift after having been so close to losing my life or having been on the other side. Um, maybe that's something that has been reinforced. Uh, but I think it's something we can all learn that you don't have to go through something so <laughs> dramatic um, as my accident or something similar to to learn to trust in your intuition. I think it's something that we can all cultivate uh, and learn to trust um, by daring to face our our fears, uh, our feelings and our thoughts. Um, as you said so beautifully, uh, to, to dare to sit down with yourself um, and to face everything. I think that's where, that's the place where we can all cultivate our intuition 
mm. without having without having to go through any trauma at all. And do you think you've become a more fearless then since your accident? Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. You know, I was uh, I was uh, thinking about that uh, in one of your questions. I, I don't have any fears left um, uh, at all. I have respect for things, uh, definitely, uh, but I have no fears left um, at all. Uh, and I remember actually when uh, uh, a few years back or quite a few years back uh, I realized how many fears I had so I, I spent one evening writing them all down and I, I it surprised me how many fears I had um, and I started working on them um, but now I have I have none uh, at all I do have a lot of respect for life and for certain things, but no, no fears. I'm actually sitting here with my mouth open because <laughs> I haven't heard of that. Ex that's a really great exercise <laughs> to write down all your fears and work on them. I, I, you're confronting every single one. Yeah, I, I did. And I do actually remember, you know, my, I, I do have memory loss after my accident, uh, but that, that moment uh, I remember very clearly I was invited to Spain to work for a few days and I had a beautiful time there. And then one evening, I, 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 don't, I must have been a conversation I've had that day that made me realize how many fears I had. And I, I, I pulled out my, I love to write diary and I pulled out my diary and I, I started listing all my fears and I, I, I was so surprised because I had a long list Uh and and then I consciously started to uh, work them through. So, can you give me some examples and what you did? Um, um, I would actually have to dig up uh, that list. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, again, I, I think I spent a lot of time meditating thinking uh writing I, I love writing it's a very good therapy for me you know marie it's really inspiring talking to you but there must be challenges that you have to face every day and i wondered what are those challenges um as i told you earlier i have no fears left uh as my entire perspective on life has changed and i surely feel more confident uh, and these days I see difficulties as opportunities for growth and like little like little exams um, that I pass or well, not pass. Uh, and I think difficulties are also a great opportunity for self-observation. But yes, I do fa face challenges with my handicaps on a daily basis. Um, the brain fatigue if I experience on a daily basis uh, can be quite debilitating at times. Um, for example, it takes me a couple of hours to feel fully awake every day uh, before I can engage in any activity at all. Um, 
and I have difficulties with uh, all kinds of stimuli, so noise, lights, uh, quick movements uh, are still very difficult for me. Um, transporting myself, as I'm not allowed to drive since I was diagnosed with epilepsy, uh, and I find it extremely difficult to take public transport, again, due to stimuli. Uh, um, and supermarkets, I think, is my number one difficulty. Um, uh, so many impressions, people, um, and it makes me extremely tired. Um, I have um, my fine-tuning motor skills are not um, <laughs> at their best. Uh, I am very clumsy. Uh, I break a lot of things. Uh, I often cut myself. Uh, motor skills um, and things like you know simple things uh, like showering is extremely demanding uh, very tiring uh, as you get cold um, and I think most people with brain injuries experience this uh, difficulty with um, not being capable of regulating body temperature. So both cold and hot can be a great difficulty. Um, and my nerve damage just flares up when it's cold. Um, and I lost my hearing on my left ear and I lost my sense of taste. So all these things, um, can make life rather challenging at times, but um, it's something you learn to live with, but also why I feel it's important to tell people I spend time with um, so they understand me a little bit better when I have to go and lay down or, or just rest for a little bit. Because I, again, I get, I get very, very tired by uh, stimuli. Okay, the sense of taste. Mm -hmm. What? I mean, you can't mm -hmm. taste anything, or um, from the beginning after my accident, no, uh, I had no taste at all, uh, which is a big sadness in itself. Um, but then I've been working a lot with that and trying to. I've been doing a lot of research myself. Uh, and I've been trying to experiment with different things. Uh, so these days I do feel a bit of taste, um, and some tastes I can feel sometimes. Oh, so it's coming back gradually? Some of them. Um, to my great disappointment, I can't feel any taste of coffee. Uh, <laughs> I, still, I know, right? I still need my morning coffees, but uh, uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't either smell or taste coffee. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's a great disappointment. But um, yeah, certain things I can taste. Not not every day, but uh, <laughs> sometimes. Gosh, I, I, I can't imagine. 
Yeah, it's a it's a big thing. Of, it's a big thing in life, actually. Um, it's a big uh-huh. part of life. Gosh. But yeah, you still. Feel, I mean, I still feel hunger, and I can still long for certain things. Um, and yeah, you learn to live with it. Yeah. Um, um, and I know in an earlier conversation, we were talking about um, that you can't cry anymore. No. Um, could you explain that? Why you can't? Uh, I'm, I'm, I have read about that as well, that there are uh, other brain injured people who have the same problem, but you don't, you can't produce tears. Uh, I can get extremely sad, um, but I don't have any tear production. Uh, and that's, it's difficult um, because I don't have that, you know, that nice release. <laughs> um, so I've had to find other ways to release my sadness. Um, I do meditate a lot. Uh, writing is brilliant because um, it feels like you can um, it, it can actually the feeling of sadness can actually leave your body when you write it down in a way yeah um, and then yeah spending time in nature walking um, so I'm, I'm trying to address it from different angles yeah, I, I hope I'll be able to cry one day again. I, I think I'll, I'll spend a couple of weeks crying if it eventually happens. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you also come from the angle of curiosity when that yeah. happens. Yeah, exactly. And I, I've been trying, you know, I've been trying many different things like, uh, you know, see what happens when I cut onion. Like, do I have any reaction? And oh, yeah. do you? Uh, <laughs> I, I I do. And when I've been out cycling, I I could feel like you know a little that my eyes got a little bit wet. I'm like, oh yeah, hallelujah! Uh, I can feel something. Uh, uh, but I don't need to take eye drops anymore, as I did uh, for God, a few months after my accident, because my uh, my corneas were damaged. So I don't need to take eye drops anymore. So I'm 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 still hoping that one day, one day, <laughs> the tears will come. It would be great. Yeah, but you've also you've done a lot of your own uh, healing, and I have. You've defied yeah. the medical profession, and I remember seeing on your TED talk <laughs> where a doctor said something about your eye that you had to have an operation, yeah. and you retrained yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I think I saw that specialist um, maybe three months after my accident, and I couldn't. I had a facial paralysis, so I couldn't move the left side of my face. Uh, so my left eye was wide open all the time. So I needed to wear an eye patch, and to use eye drops um, like every, I can't remember, every three hours, um, not having the eye dried out and my cornea totally damaged. Um, And that specialist gave me three options 
to, I can't remember the medical term, but to um, surgically close my eye to sew it together. Uh, or to wear an eye patch constantly or to operate in um, uh, like a, a an object uh, in your under your eyelid to make the uh, um, what do you call that uh, the opening of the eye smaller uh, to not have it dried out and um, uh, it was interesting because I, f I found I started to write about that in what is to become my book. Uh, and I read through the journal from the doctor and uh, he had written that I <laughs> uh, that I had been very pleased with the meeting. And I read it through and then I read it again and I was like, I was trying to find my words when I wrote that chapter in my, yeah, what's to be my book. And I was like, my God, uh, if he knew, like, I, I, I do remember that day. Clearly, I I was still in a wheelchair. I came back to my room in the hospital and I went straight into the bathroom. And I started to think and to, like, to um, manually train my face. That's when I created my these um, facial exercises. Uh, how to close my eye. And how to have any reaction in the left side of my face, uh, and yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I never saw him again. Um, Good. <laughs> and, <yeah. laughs> and now I don't have any problems with my. I I can I have full vision uh, and eye drops or anything like that anymore, or an eye patch. That is just amazing. Oh. That just shows that you shouldn't always listen to the doctors. And, exactly. Uh, we, can't and I, like, we, we can, and it would, like, you know, I, I do respect the medical professionals I, I'm, I met, and I met some amazing doctors. Uh, and I understand that I don't want to give any false hope. I do, I do to not have any, like, discussion with the patients like try this or what do you think about this definitely a good point to take care of our own medical health and our own medical care and do the research we're actually coming near to the end of the interview unfortunately but um i would like to know the books that have inspired you the very first one that came to mind was is uh, My Stroke of Insight by Jill Bolt Taylor and I think that's a book that is extremely would be extremely interesting even for people who uh, have not suffered a brain injury um, it's a brain researcher uh, who has a stroke herself um, and it's just such an interesting story because she can explain how the brain works. Um, it's a beautiful book. Um, the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle mm -hmm. is a definite favorite. Um, a book called Spiritual Growth by Sanaya Roman is also a favorite. 
and I recently um, received a book called Dying to Be Me by Anita Moriani, who have also experienced the closed death experience. Um, and at the moment, I have just started reading Wherever You Go, There You Are by John Kabat-Zinn. Um, oh, yes. And yeah, he, he's amazing, uh, I think. And another really interesting book uh, that I received as a gift shortly after my accident is called Ikigai, um, the Japanese secret to a long and happy life uh, that I found really, really interesting as well. Nice. And I, I love how the, the books I have received as gifts after my accident, how people have chosen them fully. Um, um, I received a book from the man who witnessed my accidents and he sent me a book called Peaks and Valleys by Spencer Johnson. And he couldn't have chosen a better book to to send me. Um, uh, and it's a it's a beautiful story. Just the title is uh, rather unbeatable in in our case. Um, what we experienced together. Nice. So you're still in touch with him. Yes, uh, it feels very important. Um, we have planned to to meet, but. Um, well, the world is rather closed at the moment. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, as soon as uh, possible, I, I think it's important for both of us. Mm, nice. And what do you do to bring in peace into your life? It sounds like you do a lot of meditation already. Yeah, I do meditate every day. Um, Nature as well. I, I spend a lot of time when it's not too icy outside uh, hiking. Um, that brings me peace of mind. Uh, and also writing, journaling um, is very, very important for me. Um, hmm. Journaling every morning. Um, um, I do every day at some point. Um, I have, I have, um, I created um, a daily routine just yeah, a few months after my accident. Uh, so I have five things I do every day that I really commit to every day. <clears throat> and writing is, is one of them. Um, sometimes it's just a couple of sentences, sometimes more, but... Uh, it's it's one of my commitments to to life, <laughs> uh, to myself and to life. Yeah, I agree. I do that too. I think it's a great exercise for the mind. It is right. It, it yeah. is, and I, I I think these commitments or habits are um, are important to to oneself. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think so too. Thank you. So I've got a question here and I haven't sent it to you, but um, 
see what comes to the top of your head when you when I ask it. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you feel you are becoming? Hmm. Good question. Um, um, I am becoming somebody who would love to help others to heal, uh, whether it's mentally or physically, um, and to contribute to help to raise awareness and consciousness in this world. Nice. I think you have the tools for that, for sure, and the experience. I want to be of service again I want to I want to work again um, both in personal training rehabilitation and in life coaching uh, but I have that drive I really want to be of service again uh, and this year, I also need to find um, either a balance or another solution so I don't spend, I live very, in a very uh, remote area. Um, and I need to find a good balance, either uh, living part-time elsewhere or finding a new place to live. So I'm not, uh, these are my two main things for uh, for this year. Yes, they are two big things. <laughs> two big things, yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, it's a good drive. They're two good drives. So well, it's been a joy speaking with you, as always. Likewise. Likewise. Thank you so much for, for uh, having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And definitely we're going to stay in touch. We are going to talk about these fears when you find your your book. Um, Mm -hmm. Because that's something definitely to explore. We all have fears. Mm -hmm. um, But quite often we don't face them. Yeah, true. True. And you've been brave enough to face yours and deal with them. truly inspirational woman with an inspiring story you can find out more about marie on her instagram page which is marie on life quality definitely check that out and find out more about marie and what she's up to and also check out my website which is mindful thinking at play which is all about creativity meeting meditation for a thriving headspace until next time